Are you in a blended family? One in three Americans are or touched by a blended family and half of all children in America 13 or under of the 60 million kids in America um, are currently in a blended family of some, some configuration. Uh, and we thought we would continue the discussion from earlier in the week that so many people participated. And if you missed it, go back to Tuesday and get the archive. Listen to that, part one, and then part two today. Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living. Uh, you're welcome to call for our comment line. Our storyline is open to you at 888 But we got callers already to go. We got great calls to share with you today. A lot of encouragement. If you're in a blended family, you know someone who is, and they just need a little encouragement and some help. We got people ready to share one thing you better be intentional about because they're there and they've been there and they want to share with you. So let's get at it. Timothy is first in Arizona. Hi, Timothy. How you doing today? Hey, Randy. How you doing? Good. Good. Appreciate your call. Tell us, uh, what's that one thing for blended families? Okay, Randy. I just want to say thank you, first of all, Randy, because I've been listening to you for a while, man. And I'm going to tell you, bro. You have just truly, truly blessed me, man. And I'll tell you, man, I just love you for it. Well, thank but, uh, you. This this is what, uh, mm, oh, that touched me. This is what uh, I've done. Uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, two, three, three boys on one side and two girls on the other side. And uh, so what I've done is, uh, and the, my family is kind of, they, they, they rough. I want to just say they rough. Well, you know, but God say he, he know how to fix it. If I just <laughs> call on him, but what I do is I send them each, uh, uh, either a quote or a word, mm. uh, from God. And, uh, you know, I send it to each one of them, you know, I, and, uh, it, it even come to a time where the one that I thought was real rough, uh, called me. And asked me, hey, hey, I didn't get no uh, word from you today, and that, and that just blessed my That's heart something. so much. And I now I understand what God means when He tells us to uh, to just trust Him in the relationships. Amen. And the relationships haven't been easy, but uh, He's beginning to show me something that I haven't seen. You know what I mean? And it's been a blessing. How old are your kids? Oh my God, man! I okay. I give it to you like this. I'm I'm gonna be 61 December 2nd. I got kids. Uh, uh, I think my oldest is 40. Mm. So and these so, are these are adult relationships. Yeah, yeah they and are I, adult relationships. And it has it it actually been a really really rough ride, and I'm just now getting to a place where. You know, I'm just, you know, just just doing the best I can to just try to love them because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just really been difficult. Well, listen, I, I hear that, and you've said that several times, but what I hear in your heart, Timothy, is what I hear is some tenderness. You know, you could hear a dad saying, man, I got this 40-year-old or this 30-year-old or whatever, and they just keep goofing up, and, they, and it's rough, and they're doing stupid stuff, and I'm just going to write them off and, and don't call me anymore. But uh, you keep that relationship open. And you're doing it in a very, very powerful way. You're sending them an encouragement every day. And with technology today, I think of that little verse that says, a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. And when you said that, send that word of encouragement, man, that's life-changing. And like you said, you know, you send it and you don't hear anything, you send it and you don't hear anything, and then you don't send it one day and they say, where is it? 
because they want it. it I'll tell you what, you can have a 40-year-old son and he's still your son and you're still dad and you're still going to make a difference in their life. Uh, on our website, uh, they put up little memes, uh, usually a verse or a quote every day, something to just encourage you all. Um, and, you know, we get more comments on that than any brilliancy that, that I put on there. Uh, <laughs> and so sometimes just having those little thoughts that you can share with someone uh, can be very impactful, powerful. Thank you, Timothy. I'm glad you're listening. Keep that tender heart, man. Thanks for calling. Jake is in New Mexico. Hi, Jake. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Appreciate your call. What's your one thing for blended families that you want to uh, want to share today? Yeah, you know, I, I um I really do appreciate your guys' ministry here and um and I've been listening to you. I've had a little fallout with my family, but you know, one of the things that I learned when you have a blended family is that um you have to draw some type of boundary between those those kids as a parent and just um because some type of animosity can start to occur or some type of um, negative thing when, when one side of that family starts to see the other side as becoming one. So when I was a kid, we had a, my dad had a different relationship. He started one and then moved on. And then we never really got, we tried to embrace and be close to that other side. And even though they lived with us, but there was a lot of trauma and a lot of, negative things that had occurred and it would always come down to us having different par- moms mm. and uh, and it really led to this this thing that i understand now is that to protect those little kids you really do have to kind of set another boundary from maybe just age gaps but also on blended sides as well because are you, are you in a blended start- family now jake um yeah i am i have a blended family, but I, I also came from a blended right, family. Right. But it sounds like the family so, you came from, there was, a, there was a lot of dysfunction going on. Yeah, there was a lot of dysfunction. And, um, you know, I think, I think it may, who knows which side it came from, but, but my, my dad later on, he cleaned his life up and did really well. Mm. He did the best he could with us, but there was already a family before that didn't do as well. And they suffered a lot of trauma from what their mom did to them and things like that. Do you think um, you've learned, do you feel like you've learned those lessons now that you're blending? I mean, you're putting into practice the things you've learned. Yes, I, I always did. I always have kind of, um, you know, I don't let my older kids watch my youngest kids, you know, um, maybe for like a couple hours, once I've really engaged and I see how, how they're enacted, they're acting i i do have like a boundary just inside myself i don't express it of course but i just know that you know kids are kids and kids can make mistakes and you have to protect everyone Mm. from those types of mistakes and um luckily my kids i I are really good kids and um they're nothing like my, my older brothers and older sisters were to us but um, and I'm blessed to see that, but mm. I did witness what it was like to see a dysfunctional side rise and then a functional side somewhat rise. And then yeah. it really creates some type of negative, uh, connotations towards that other younger family. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, 
what I heard what I heard you say was important, Jake, is if we don't learn from the experiences of what we grew up with, we can repeat it. We tend to repeat that stuff. I mean, listen, I've been in this business of helping people for a long time. And we, we keep saying, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do what the previous generation did, but then we do what the previous generation did. Cause that's all we know. And so breaking that cycle sometimes is not as easy as it sounds, but making that in Jake's case saying, Hey, I'm going to put some boundaries in place, protect the kids same time let them let everybody feel not alienated but a part of the family but uh, boundaries are something that are important in all families certainly in blended families as well okay tell you what we're going to take a break and jennifer when we come back i'm going to talk to you right here in the studio a little bit you have a blended family okay you talk to me well we'll do that right after we come back here in just about a minute this is intentional living with your host dr randy carlson Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. What's an intentional living plan for money? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. Be bold with your finances. They're a gift from God. I encourage you to follow the Intentional Living 10-10-80 plan. And when you do, be really bold. Maybe you're even willing to go 10-20-70. Tithing 10%, that's spiritual wisdom. Saving either 10 or 20% for emergencies or paying down debt and saving for the future, that's financial wisdom. And then learning to live on the rest, and that's financial discipline. That's sort of the one, two, three of intentional living to find financial freedom. And you can do it. You may feel discouraged today and overwhelmed, but take those first baby steps. Head in that direction, and you too can be intentional with your finances. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com. And I hope you'll do that. Today we're talking blended families and uh Jennifer, who's a part of our team, is in a blended family, and Jennifer um, is our engineer. She runs. She's kind of like the captain of the ship. She <laughs> she she runs everything. Makes me sound good or not good, whatever. It's everything is. If it works, it's it's her, and if it doesn't work, it's her. Well, that's basically <laughs> it. Um, so, Jennifer, t- before we talk about your family, why don't you tell the the uh, listeners a little bit about what you do when you're not. Uh, here in the studio helping us out every day. Um, I am also labeled, I'm not quite an engineer, but they call me part of the, our tier two operations. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do a lot of the behind the scenes work. Um, I was uh, on the programming side um, behind a microphone, just like you. Uh, for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I went to where I am now, which is more on the engineering side. I just don't have, you know, quite those credentials yet. Um, but it's a lot of monitoring all of the stations that we have and making sure that they work. And if they don't, why? Mm-hmm. And there's some of the stuff that I can fix. And then there's some that I can't. So then that's where the real yeah. engineers come into play. So for <laughs> listeners, we here, here at our ministry, we have a network of stations and, um, um, Jennifer's one that monitors because they're all over the country and you got satellites mm-hmm. and phone lines and all those things. So you make it happen. Appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you. All right. Blended family. Uh, tell us, you've been, you've been uh, seeing your shaking your head in agreement along the way and learning some things. 
And yes. we were talking off air about your what you've learned. What's one thing you would share with people about blended families from your experience? I was so naive coming into it. Um, my husband and I, um, we have been married just almost about three and a half years. And I just thought it was going to be all peaches and cream and just so easy. And mm-hmm. it was quite the ride, uh, a huge roller coaster ride, I guess I'd describe it as. So there was a lot of praying. And um, I would say have a lot of patience. Um, because there's going to be um, things thrown at you that you didn't even think of. Um, I have three stepchildren. And when I came around, uh, I believe they were 16, 14, and 9. Okay. And so um, I feel like I was tested with the kids testing me. Um, part of it, I feel like I was being compared to their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am quite different. You know, our parenting styles, night and day. And so they would test me um, by not listening or, you know, you're not my mom. And um, so I would uh, uh, I would have to stand my ground. And then I would say the second part is make sure you and your partner are on the same on the same team, you know, uh, discipline wise, because if not, they're going to really try to play against you guys now, on that. No. Are, are you and your husband in pretty much in agreement when it comes to these? Now, yeah, at I first, know. no. I think at first uh, there was guilt on his end with his kids because mm-hmm. um, nobody wants, no one wants to get divorced. That's mm-hmm. not the point when you get married. The point is you think it's going to last forever. And sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And it's not that you're bad people. It's just sometimes it doesn't work. So and working out of guilt, maybe he was too lean toward yes. the permissive side and, and yes. so on. And so you guys worked it out to say, hey, we better get on the same page here. Yes, definitely. We had to have some long talks. There was some tears, um, you know, shed on my end. Um, I felt guilty because I thought, you know, you're going into this situation thinking it's going to be great, and then it's not, and then it really tests your relationship with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So it really takes a lot, again, you know, prayer, patience, and coming together. And then, you know... um, I had to put my big girl pants on and when the kids would say, well, you're not my mom. And I would say, you're lucky. I'm not because you would be grounded for a month, but you have a great mom. So um, be grateful for that. And, you know, at your mom's house, we actually came together with all parents, uh, parent units together and we sat and we talked. And so mom and, and her new spouse agreed, you know, we have rules at our home. And then uh, when you guys come over to your dad's house, they have rules at their house. So that really kind of helped. And it also helped, I think, the kids to see all parents kind of getting along. Maybe we're not best friends, but we're cordial to each other. And I think that really went a long way. Interesting. Um, So you work through the message to the kids. We're standing together. We love you. We all love you. We We want the best for you. We're yes. all different people trying to make this work, but and this I'm is the way the it's going to work. I'm not the evil stepmom. You're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a perfect stepmom, but I'm not evil. I don't see any horns or anything growing out of your head there, Jennifer. <laughs> all right, very interesting. Well, you've been very transparent. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Very, very, very interesting. All right, we're talking uh, blended families today. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, let's, let, let, me, uh, let me get back to some of the calls that we have here. Uh, let's go to uh, Emily. 
in Missouri. So, Emily, welcome to the show. What's uh, what's your one thing today? Well, I'm a child of a blended marriage, and I just wanted to call in and, you know, give my little piece of advice to parents um, that with young kids, and particularly with parents that have lost a spouse, and that's the reason why they're remarrying. Mm. Um, my, my father died when I was about 11, and then when I was about 16 or 17, my mom got remarried. Um, but I have to say it was really difficult, but the thing that got me through it the most was, and still is the way, seeing the way that my stepdad loves my mom and the way that he allows her to love my dad still. Mm. That's been, that's been important to you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been really good and it's been really important to my entire family to see that and be allowed like to still love my dad, to still talk about my dad with my stepdad. And he's curious and he, he likes yeah. to learn about him and who he was. And, and that's really important to us and also to the grandchildren and the family too, because they still get to know my dad and, and learn about him and love him through the rest of us. Yeah. Like I, like I said in the teaching, uh, Emily, that um, when they blend a family, you're, in, you're entering in the second or third act, and the first act uh, has already been played out, and sometimes people want to just, you know, believe it never existed. You know, there's no, there's no one, it never happened, and these people are gone. And what, what I hear you saying is by uh, your dad, your stepdad, your dad saying, hey, um, I recognize... And I want to know about uh, your, your your biological father. That became a meaningful connection point for you with with uh, with this man. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty special. Well, Emily, I appreciate you calling today and weighing in on this uh, very important topic. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. The third question is, what is my one thing for today? And you know I'd get around to one thing because that is really at the core of what we do with intentional living. You know, that's an excerpt, a very brief one from our intentional living lesson for this month. And and it's really on the question or five questions that I ask. Uh, we're really big about asking questions at intentional living. Uh, I believe that really the best decisions you're going to make in life are when you ask the right questions. And of course, I often refer to my friend in the Old Testament, Nehemiah, uh, who started his whole career, biblical career. If you see everything that Nehemiah did in rebuilding the wall started with just a simple question. What in the world's going on back home? He asked the travelers coming through, his friends. And when they reported things are a mess, the people are in disgrace and the walls are burned, it broke his heart. And if he had not asked that question, it's possible, is it possible, that uh, we would never have heard of Nehemiah? Don't know. Maybe not. If he'd ask about the sports scores or the weather or how was the traffic on the road, uh, all interesting questions. No, he wanted to know what's going on back home. What's going on back home? His heart was, what's the problem back home? And it moved him and it changed his life. So this month, these five questions that I challenge you to think about and ask in your life will be or could be transformational and change the entire course of your life. 
And so members, uh, it's already come your way mid-month. We send it out to all of our members. Uh, so if it hasn't, it'll be there very soon. Email, both video and audio. Some receive it on CD still. Uh, but if you would like to be a part of this journey with us at Intentional Living at this critical time of the year, as we're approaching closer to the end of the, the fiscal year or the uh, calendar year, boy, we'd love to have you come and join us. We'll get you the teaching every month, a brand new teaching, encourage you, share it with others. It's our way of saying thanks, bringing you up to date on the ministry. We, we just love having you be a part of it. Just go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And when you're there, just uh, click on the donate icon and be a part of the ministry. Boy, we'd love to have you do that. Will you? Go to theintentionallife.com. Blended families, Kathleen in Georgia. Welcome to the show. What's, uh, what's your one thing? Oh, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I was a stepmother of, um, and my husband is kind of, kind of soft-spoken, and I myself more of the enforcer. But <laughs> I had to go to one of my children. Uh, I, I had to go to actually to his child and tell, tell him that we had, that we, you know, we have, we have standards in our home. We have rules in our home and boundaries. And due to the lifestyle that he was living. He, um, we had to go to him and I just had to show my heart. So to Stephanie, I would say, and I can hear her heart. I can hear how hard she's hurting, you know, from, um, having to approach, you know, having to approach her daughter. But I would definitely say approach her, approach her definitely and share your heart with her that you love her and that you care for her and that you're concerned that her lifestyle is going to lead her in a direction that's going to be so detrimental to her future. Mm-hmm. And that's what I shared with my son. And even though we shared that, I mean, I was just on my knees squalling trying to talk to him. And he wound up having to move out. My husband, you know, was very upset, but he packed everything in a truck and moved him out because he continued to do what he was doing. And it just absolutely broke our heart. But it wound up it wound up turning him very shortly after that. He turned 21 and had a very, very bad experience um, with mm. the lifestyle. And whenever that happened, he wound up, you know, receiving Christ as his Savior. And he is living, a, he is trying to live his life so wholeheartedly for the Lord. And I am so, so very mm. proud of him. Mm. And um, what you remind us of is that it's a process, Kathleen, it's a process. You can give up too early. I think some people give up too early. I say to married couples today, it's easy to give up. There's always reasons to give up. There's always reasons to give up. I mean, you can't get through a week without some thought. It's a decision that you make to say, hey, we can get through this, God's help. We're going to make it work with God's help. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep trusting Him. Powerful. Very powerful. All right, let's get Rachel here uh, from uh, New Mexico. Welcome. Hi there. What what have you learned uh, from being a uh, step parent? Um, I think what I've learned is um, mostly when I went into the into this family, um, it was a father, and he had been a mother and a father to his son already. And I all I did was, or I've been doing, is I've allowed him to continue. I haven't. You know, if he asks me, you know, what do you think, then that's fine. But I gave him that permission yeah. to continue being the main parent because that, you know, I, I 
I learned at a young age you don't interrupt a father and a son and their and their um, teachings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Really good advice, Rachel. In fact, uh, it's one of the things that I didn't mention today, but I ought to. Um, when you have a blended family, to the extent that it's possible, allow the parent to discipline when discipline's needed, and the supporting parent comes along with support and vice versa. Now, there are times, obviously, I get calls and say, well, that's fine, but what when they're not around? You gotta, you, so you got to have family rules, and you stick with them, and you support each other, and the blended couple need to make sure they're, they are shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder in agreement. There's not going to be any uh, wavering. They're standing together. They know dad will support mom, and mom will support dad, and they're on the same page. That's really important, and it's done with love, but it's got to be, of course, carefully administered in any family, but blended families in particular, for sure. All right, just before we run out of time, I think uh, we can get Rebecca on from uh, Michigan. Uh, appreciate your call. Go right ahead, Rebecca. Well, um, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the, the story here. I'm a byproduct of a blended family, mm. um, but not in a... Uh, successful way, but as in a way that, you know, as I grew up and, and became an adult, I learned more about how to be a, have a stronger marriage because I saw uh, how hard it is to be a part of a blended family. So it was and like, I don't want to do what I saw. I want to be different. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And how's yeah. that been um, going for you? Really good. Um at the same time sad because there's still a lot of brokenness in, in my immediate family, like my sisters and my brother. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, praying for them that mm-hmm. they'll, they'll see the life that I have today with my husband and my daughter and, and want that because of God's good grace mm-hmm. from where we came from. Right. Um, and I think that's, but, a- Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. But it's it it takes time and patience and a and a lot and a lot of leaning on, mm-hmm. on the Lord. For sure. That. Yes, for sure. Thank you, uh, Rebecca, for sharing that. I have a minute left, and I just you have all been hearing stories of people uh, blending families, and you didn't hear peaches and cream. You heard challenges. And I just want to close this show, not talking to blended families, because you've been encouraging each other. You can do it with God's help. I want to say to those of you who are married right now, to the extent, as the scripture says, to the extent that it's possible that lies within you, live at peace with everyone. Can I encourage you, if you're married today, that you allow God to work in your marriage to make that marriage work? For your benefit, for God's glory, for the benefit of your kids, the future generations. And uh, blended families have some real challenges. They're different. That's what we've heard. All those challenges are different and unique for each family. And so if you're in a blended family or not, maybe you're in your first marriage together and you have kids and you're struggling and thinking, maybe I could bail out of this marriage and find someone else. Don't do that. Make sure you really give all you can And I know it doesn't always work, we know that, but to the extent that it's possible within you to make that marriage work for God's glory and the benefit of your kids and yourself. I'm Dr. Randy for Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing with us, our engineer, and Amy helping out this week while Stephen has been on some vacation. And Gino on Facebook today. Thank you and all of our friends on Facebook. Share this with others. 
you can have a worldwide outreach by sharing this with people around the world. I'm Dr. Randy. I'll see you next time from Intentional Living. Have a great day.